All right, before we get started with our episode, we are going to thank our awesome, stupendous, fabulous uh, patrons. So we're going to... Because you help us and you look good. Yeah, you're beautiful, body and soul. And even if you don't look good, you're paying me to say that you do. That's inappropriate. What? (laughs) (laughs) All right, in the House of Earth, we have Rachel. Ooh, Juliet. Juliet Kurth. Andrew Stocchetti. Ali Silem. Alexander Eagleson. Akiyaki. And in the House of Stone, we have Tinkery. Melissa Russell. Jane Dominguez. Krisha Doland. Brianna Rains. Allison Connors. And in the House of Flame, we have Valenglois. Spaghetti sandwich. Pokela. Natalie Curry. Leah Harvell. Kitty Grant. J.S. Francie Dillon. That's my mom. What's good? Hi. Dirty Panda. Cynthia Johnson. Cheryl Eisenhower. Celeste Grants. Gantz. Oh, Celeste that's Gantz. That's my auntie. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. Amber Costley. Jade Smith. Thank you all so much. Y'all are awesome. Again, we could not do this without you because, uh, or rather, we would not do this without you because it takes time to put on this podcast. And so if you'd like to join the awesome people who are helping make this podcast possible, then uh, go to patreon.com slash Dylan. Thanks, bro. Yeah, pog out. Bros. Wait, as I said, as I said on my uh, uh, Instagram post the other day, witches, wizards, and non-binary spell slingers. And especially acolytes. Yeah, them acolytes, though. They're hot. They're awesome. This is The Mud Peddlers, a podcast where two nerdy ceramic artists share the behind the scenes of their worlds of clay. We are your hosts, Lindsay M. Dillon. And I am Dante of Earth Nation. This week on The Mud Peddlers, we are catching up with Dante about his classes and kind of going over how his teaching style has evolved. Yeah, uh, I had to do an entire... (laughs) So the way I teach my classes is essentially from the bottom up, but I always give a couple PowerPoints because I have like a projector and a projector mm-hmm. screen. And then I always give them a presentation of like, here's information that you probably need to know that you're going to run into or that you're dealing with right now. So the way that I used to teach was I was essentially teach you a skill and then I would leave you alone. And I feel like a lot of teachers do that now where they teach you how to center. Mm-hmm. They teach you how to make a cylinder if they can. And then they're like, all right, now make stuff. Yeah. Right. They're like, go get out of here. Yeah. Right. Like leave me alone. But I'm part of the intermediate class. So what I... Still do, but used to do, instead of doing what I do now, is I used to teach them that and then teach them a skill. So I'd Mm -hmm. be like, this is carving. Here is the best way to carve. Here are the stages. Here's how clay dries. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the stages in which clay dries. And let's talk about the stages in which it is best to do certain things. Like, you're not attaching a handle in bone dry. But you need to know what bone dry is first before I tell you not to do that. So Mm -hmm. we talk about that, right? What I do now is I do a simple simple, very blunt, brute way of explaining things to them. The first or second class, because sometimes the first class is me going, you're in an intermediate class, respectfully, how many of you are intermediate and how many of you just took pottery in high school when you came back after 10 years? Um, you know, like I, I'm trying to be nice about it, but... Okay, so so you basically found out that like... Half so, of them at least. Okay. Are like, I am a beginner, but I took intermediate because I took a month of beginning classes. Yes, like back in back in the day. Okay. And okay. Then I'm like, well, let's let's see where you are at in comparison to the classes you used to take. Mm-hmm. And some of them are 
like I can center and I'm like cool throw a cylinder and mm-hmm. then it's kind of wonky and I'm like okay so you're you're at like the precipice of be- you're still a baby potter you're at like the precipice of beginner mm-hmm. like a beginner knows how to center and pull a cylinder and then some of the base shapes most likely mm-hmm. some of them right um I don't expect you to know how to throw a lidded piece I don't expect you to know the different types of lidded pieces yeah a drop-in lid uh, a gallery lid I don't expect you to know what a gallery is mm-hmm. I teach them that in the class but if you don't know those things, you're most likely still a beginner. Mm-hmm. The chances are you're a beginner, right? Mm-hmm. And because of that, I have to teach the classes from a bottom-up level now where I go, okay, the wheel is just... The first thing I say is the wheel is just a tool for making things round. Yeah. That is all it is. <laughs> that is what a wheel is. Mm-hmm. It's electric now. It used to not be electric. We used to have to kick it. Ye. Now, if you add a skill on top of making things round, you can make a thing. For example, if you want to make a cylinder or a teacup is just a cylinder that you've trimmed, you need to learn how to pull. Pulling is just a skill. So making a thing round and then giving it height with pulling makes a cylinder and that is a set of skills that gives you the ability to make a thing. Mm -hmm. After that, I give you the ability by teaching you Mm -hmm. to pull a handle and attach clay. Mm -hmm. That's another skill. Yeah. Two skills on top of making some round is a cup. <laughs> That's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> because a cylinder with a handle on it is a cup. And this is the way I've started teaching yeah. now. We look at really complicated things too. Like a double hump gourd. I'm like, this is just a cylinder that I've popped out and then choked in and then popped out and then choked in yeah. and then trimmed. But that's like four different skills. Okay. And every class I want to teach you at least one skill. Okay. I think that makes sense. Because because it seems like, because I think when, when you've talked about how you structure your teaching in your YouTube videos, it's, it's that scaffolding thing. It's that idea that like, yes. oh... A lid is just a upside down a bowl, upside down bowl that you trim, you know? Yeah. So it's like, so you've talked before about like scaffolding. Yes. So the main difference between how you teach that scaffolding mm-hmm. now is just recognizing that the, the level of skill that your students have yeah. is, is different. Well, no, it's not just that. It's, it's that instead of the scaffolding is essentially every scaffold is one skill And then I point up to a sixth level scaffold and I go, that's a teapot. And every class, I'm going to teach you at least one level of scaffolding. And then every in between the scaffolding, we need to talk about the problems that you're going to come up with. So instead of just scaffolding and then going figure it out, now I go, Mm. here's the problems you're going to deal with. Okay, so before you were more like teaching them the skill and then within the class itself, dedicating more time for them to like futz with it and yes. like see if it works yes okay and so more more like proportionally more of the class now is like more of the powerpoints more of like the yes. going through okay that's interesting there's one there's one where we talk about cultural significances and, and the difference in between because uh, clay is across the world right? yeah, yeah yeah but we start talking about the differences in between how being raised in a geographical area and i say geographical area specifically because I don't want to be like the Chinese. You know know what I mean? But like if I'm talking about ramen bowls, which are obviously very like Chinese or Japanese, Mm -hmm. right? If we talk about, okay, we know how to make a bowl. Mm -hmm. We have figured out how to make a cylinder. That's a skill. We learned how to pop clay out. That's a bowl. We need to learn what a bowl is through the cultural lens of different geographical areas and people over time, Mm -hmm. right? So when we talk about something like a matcha bowl, yeah. We talk about a matcha bowl because they clearly had the availability of green tea in that area. Mm-hmm. They could then condense it and purify it, make it into matcha, which mm-hmm. is just really strong green tea. And then they started making... It's the tea. It's the actual ground up tea leaves themselves. Because right. other teas, you're you're steeping the tea leaves. You're not actually consuming the tea leaves. Right. This is like Matcha is like you're, you're actually 
eating the leaf, yes. essentially. Yes, and so they started making an item that they could then whisk the matcha into a bowl to drink mm-hmm. the tea out of. And that is essentially, a, I mean, a very razored down version of what a tea bowl is. And then I teach them a little bit of history about the tea bowl, and I show them, like, hey, this little spot in the middle, it needs to be flat for these reasons. Mm. It needs to have these sides. It needs to have a V-tapered bottom, usually, so it fits in the hands when you cup it, because it's a V-shape. Mm-hmm. And then I, at the end of all that, they're like, wow, that seems hard to make. And then I go, no, it uh. is a bowl. It is just a bowl. I want you to keep in mind it is a bowl. And then we talk mm. about a, I think it's called a quake or a quach, which is a Scottish bowl in which has two little sides at it it's a drinking bowl essentially oh okay i feel okay, like i'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. it wrong because i'm not scottish Ooh, yeah i mean i wouldn't know how to yeah pronounce it either. but i put a picture of it and it has these fine detailed carvings in mm. it and we have all this and this it clearly has a very deep cultural significance and they're all like wow that seems hard to make and i go no <laughs> it's not hard to make it is a bowl with carvings in it and two little handles on the side mm. that is what it is and then i, I really try and whittle down or razor down the factors of like, I've taught you a skill. Here are the additive scaffolding skills that you need to get to this point. I just need you to understand the problems that you're going to go through when you get to that point. So one of the major ones we talk about that everyone seems to like is how your clay gets tired. Mm -hmm. Because there's like three, four, arguably five variables in which make your clay tired. Yeah. It's like the time in which you're working with it, how fast you're going on the wheel. I teach them the fixes to it. The absorption rate of your clay body. If you're working with stoneware or porcelain, all affect the variable in which how much time you have. Yeah, y'all remember the cream cheese throwing challenge? Dude. That's That's a good example when you think about like, how different textures of clay affect how easy something is to throw. If you've ever thrown with porcelain and tried to make something really wide and then collar it back in, that's that's rough. It has no give because it usually doesn't have grog in it, Mm, right? So it just flops. I said grog and they're like, what's grog? And I was like, I gotta do a class on that. (laughs) You know, and so I'm teaching them all the little itty bitty things now. So on top of the scaffolding, I'm also teaching them how to stabilize the scaffolds, Mm. as it were, where like, you're going to run into this problem so instead of making one presentation, the general way I teach my class now is I say, good morning, here's what we're going to do today. Mm-hmm. I pull up the PowerPoints. I teach them the thing. After I teach them the thing, I say, okay, I want you to try and make this today mm-hmm. in about an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. We're going to do another uh, presentation and we're going to do another demo. Or sometimes I stack the presentations. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I say, and then in about an hour, we're going to do another demo. Yeah. And I'm going to show you exactly what I meant by the last presentation. So I let them mess with it for a little bit. Okay. And then I go, okay, here's the problems you guys are running into and what you're going to run into. Yeah, yeah. Let me show you how to fix them real quick. Okay, okay. And I'm noticing a lot of, because I'm trying to look around. A lot of teachers will just teach you like a third level scaffold skill. Mm-hmm. And then be like, all right, go. That was enough. Mm. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but of course the, scaff- the scaffold matters. Like, here's a, here's a good here's a good representation. Making a teapot is just a jar and then, you know, a lid, a a lid, right? A lid is just kind of like a flat plate or upside down bowl. And then you learn how to touch clay and pull a handle. And that's what the handle is. And then you learn how to throw uh, a little spout. And that's what that is. Mm -hmm. That's not the end of a teapot. Mm -hmm. We have to make the filter. Yeah. We have to make a, not just the filter. We have to make a good filter that has proper placement. Mm -hmm. And then we have to make the channel, which means we have to wet a tea, uh, a little painter's brush, or we have to wet the end of our pin tool and stick it into the teapot to make a proper channel so the water flows out correctly. Mm-hmm. Those are the things I'm starting to teach now. Ah, interesting. Intermediate knowledge comes with those things. Beginner knowledge comes with, you can make a form. Ah. 
<laughs> right? Intermediate knowledge comes with the little bits of things that make craft work good and make it an easier throwing experience for yourself. Mm. And so that's the second PowerPoint that I'm usually doing. It's like, okay, here's what we're going to talk about as a main thing. And here's the itty bits that you're going to run into. Yeah. How much, how much time would you say now that you put into creating each of those presentations? Like now that you're, now that like the presentation aspect is like taking up more time in each class. Like how much time would you say it's taken to put together your presentations? The presentation time doesn't take that long to be honest with you. No, no, I mean like for you making the presentation. Oh my God. Not like giving the presentation, but like when you're actually like preparing the slides for the presentation. About two or three hours. Takes about half the time it does to make a video. Okay. To make and edit a video. Mm -hmm. Like if I had no distractions, like baby wasn't here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wife wasn't like, take your pants off. You know, stuff like that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so that's essentially what I'm doing now. Like... I just realized I need to teach them how to glaze. Mm, they oh. don't. They don't know how to glaze. They. Uh, I'm sorry. Correction. They think glazing is only brush and bottle. Oh, so they've never even like dipped. I taught my class how to dip last class. Interesting. Okay. Okay. They don't know wax resist. A lot of them don't anyway. Yeah. 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 Stuff like that. Yeah. So how many classes have you had so far? Because this is still only within your very first. This is my second round. Oh, this is your second round. I had two students. Oh. And then I think what happened is the word got out. I was teaching classes. And yeah, people yeah, yeah. who couldn't jump on the train last time. Got on jumped the train. On. Are... Exactly. Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought you were still in like your first session. Oh. Okay, that makes a lot I of sense. I have six students now and I can nice. have a maximum of eight. Hell yeah. It's eight before like the class is like, that's too many people. Okay. Um, so did you implement some of these changes like within that first group or did you kind of, oh, okay. Yeah. Like one part, part, just for like reference, part of the reason I'm curious is because like, I learn as I go for sure. Yeah. 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 Well, also like figuring out like, okay, when to implement something versus when to like stick to the plan for the sake of like cohesion. But then it's like, when is better new information better than things being cohesive? If that makes sense. Like I just, I just yeah. find like the practice of like how you create your syllabus essentially and how you create like the structure of your class is something is really interesting that's why i'm like asking I all d- about it i do have one person specifically who really wants a syllabus uh-huh. but he also doesn't know what he wants if that makes sense so i have an idea of what i need to teach and there's two problems okay this might go on a, a bit i'm sorry okay no i'm but, here for it so like the main issue with me is that the class is only about a month and probably a little more to be honest with you yeah and like a month and a day yeah a month oh yeah because you added that fifth class of no char i'm not adding right. any more money it's just an- you need another class yeah so the classes are essentially a month right mm-hmm. it's four classes for three plus hours i usually stay a little bit longer i try and give them a little more time to clean mm-hmm. up and whatnot it is very difficult to give someone an intermediate potter's education in one payment of classes for a month worth of time, which is arguably about, what's four times three, 12? Yeah. 12, you get 12 hours to become an intermediate potter if you're not already. <laughs> yeah. And if you yeah. are an intermediate potter, you get 12 hours to learn everything I have to teach you. Yeah. And it's simply not enough time. Mm-hmm. It's really not enough time, especially considering that I was an intermediate potter for six months for two classes, three hours a day in college and so my knowledge of intermediate what i think intermediate is Mm -hmm. is like far beyond the scope of effing 12 hours Uh, yeah 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 like there's no there's no way that you can take the a 12 hour class and then suddenly you are an intermediate potter like yeah you get you get in my like kind of how i view it is like you are in these 12 hours you are giving people the skills that they need to practice being an intermediate potter and again like we're saying intermediate within, like, our own definition of intermediate, yeah. but admittedly, there's not, like, some grand council that determines no, what an intermediate potter is. There's no grand council, but I will I will say there's clearly, like, 
for lack of a better term, a gate to entry to be intermediate. And they might not correlate all the time, but, like, if you can't throw a bowl, I'm not going to call you an intermediate potter. Sure, yeah, yeah. But, like, you know, if you can pull a handle, that's, that's like, a I wouldn't say a high beginner, but that's a pretty beginner basic skill. But if you're someone who makes the hell out of cups and you throw, like, a madman and you're using an extruder and you've never pulled a handle in your life, I'm also not going to call you a beginner. Yeah, yeah, You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's, clear, there's clearly cracks or there's clearly, like, exceptions to the rule, mm-hmm. but I don't want to announce that exception to the rule and claim it as if it, as if it is the rule. Mm-hmm. Like, the exceptions to the rule are not the rules. Right, You know, right, so right. when I talk about intermediate stuff, I'm talking about the generalization of, like, I get to the intermediate stuff and I go, okay, we're going to make a bowl today. And then mm-hmm. three of them are like, I can't make a bowl. And I'm like, shit. Yeah. Okay, so we got to backtrack a little bit. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So we got to do a presentation and a demo on bowls, which mm-hmm. then takes like an hour. to. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's stuff like that. And I think what happens in my classes, people take a month of beginner classes and go, mm-hmm. I'm an intermediate. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh. Not really. Kind of, not really. Yeah. I can make you intermediate if you take my class. Mm-hmm. But as you are now, like, you, I think you just know how to center and throw a cylinder and that's it. Like, that is the extent of your class. Yeah. So when I had to do a class on glazing, uh-huh. I was like, okay, you can spray, you can dip, you can paint. Here's the different firing techniques. Here's coat. Like, I explained the difference in between oxidation and reduction in a class. Nice. And they were blown. They were like, that's it? And I was like, yeah. Uh, that's it one person even was like so all of our kilns in this i was like they're all oxidation yeah except for our raku kiln out there which is arguably reduction but like it's raku's it kind of belongs in its own special category realistically yeah, yeah, yeah. but it does use fire and gas yeah um most of the time and they're like oh okay so the kiln i get at home i said is it run on electricity i said yeah i said it's probably oxidation uh-huh. they're almost uh-huh. synonymous with each other yeah and yeah. they were a lot of them were like oh that's the difference. Yeah, But yeah, in my yeah. mind, I'm like, intermediate people know that already before they get here. Oh, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not trying to down you, but that's, like, once you learn it, that's a super common thing. Mm. And then I showed them a couple slides on, like, here's what happens in oxidation, here's what happens in reduction. Yeah. And then over the next 30 minutes, we talked about the difference in the chemical reactions with oxygen and reducing the amount of oxygen and how it affects your clay body, mm. such as copper turning red instead of keeping green yeah. in an oxidation versus a reduction firing. Mm-hmm. And I explained how if you reduce the amount of oxygen in a chamber, in a kiln, mm-hmm. right, the oxygen or the combustion source, the fire, has to find oxygen from somewhere yeah. and it's not getting it from the air, so it takes it from the clay and the glaze mm-hmm. and that changes the visual aspects of the, like, And they were just like, oh! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, yes! Oh, that's great! That's great! I had one person person whisper she's like this is already better than my college classes hell yeah and dude. i was like are your college teachers not telling you this no, dude there's so there's so much about the technical side of ceramics that doesn't get taught like all of the stuff that i learned about like how to load a kiln like i mean like some basic stuff about glazing sure like i learned that but like yeah i think i think it kind of depends on on the it depends a lot on the on teacher, the teacher yeah yeah because like i learned about oxidation versus reduction firing like when i was at sac city right you know but like how to load a kiln or like the more like behind the scenes stuff that you need yeah. to be a potter on a more, e- even like at a hobbyist level, like the things that you need to know how to do, Yes, I think, or the things that help your experience if you know how to do them. Yeah. Those are things that often don't get taught in, at, in college from what 
little experience I have and what little anecdotal I mean, evidence I have. But, there's yeah. one guy that's there who's just, he's really, really interested in gaining tools, like skills, mm-hmm. so that he can do his own thing, but he doesn't know what he wants to do. Ah. So we had like an hour long discussion. And I felt bad because the other students were looking at me like, can I get some help over here? Um. Well, I'm talking to this guy in depth and he's really engaged and I, I don't want to leave him because I'm trying to figure out what he needs from me. Yeah, yeah. So I can satisfy his needs. But he's just like, yeah, I'm really interested in this, this, and this, and this. And I, sh- I should have given him homework. I should have been like, your homework is to find out what style of thing you like. Mm. And then come back to me and tell me so that we can then delve into those skills. Yes. Because yes. at the moment you're giving me a, a lot of like, I like this, 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 and this, but I don't know what it is. And then I'm mm. guessing and you're like, that's not it. And I'm like, well, if you don't know what it is. Yeah. How, I, and I don't know what it is. <laughs> Oh, and balancing that with, like, other students. That's, like, like that's one of those things with teaching that's always kind of made me, like, anxious is, like, figuring out how to balance it, how to balance my time with students to make sure that everyone's needs are getting taken care of to the best of my ability, right? Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. So how, how are you finding that, like, navigating that, that balance between different students' needs, especially knowing that, like, the level of what intermediate is to people varies a lot? It does vary a lot. I yeah. There's not a lot of classes that are specifically intermediate advanced glazing there's not there's like beginner and then they leave you alone yeah so when people go for intermediate classes they're hoping to get an intermediate education Mm -hmm. i thought in my mind that i would get potters that were already intermediate Mm -hmm. and that i would be adding to their education and i would slowly make them advanced as school when you're in school Mm -hmm. you take beginner pottery you become a beginner potter yeah and then you're going into intermediate and then you become intermediate yeah and then you you know so on so forth I kind of thought that people would come in with a full knowledge of beginner knowledge. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and so they were ready to become intermediate. Mm-hmm. But what's happening is that my standards of intermediate are kind of advanced to them. Yeah, yeah. So I'm having to teach them almost beginner skills and then sprinkle in intermediate stuff. Mm. But I'm talking about like the core chemistry of a lot of things. We talk about clay platelets a lot. Mm-hmm. And so they now understand, okay... So that's what clay is made out of on like a structural level. Yeah. And this is yeah. how it works. And this is what wedging is. And this is what wedging does. Mm-hmm. I, I remember there was one, there was one time I was, I, I try and stay really professional, but there was one time that I was like, stay off Facebook. <laughs> stay off it. Like one of them, like one of them is very like, yeah, what about this? And I'm like, stay off Facebook. <laughs> and she's like, how do you know I'm on Facebook? I'm like, I can smell it on you. <laughs> I love that. I stay love off that. Facebook. <laughs> Unless you're going to the Facebook, what is it? Because there's the Clay Buddies. Clay Buddies is a Facebook clay group. Yeah. And they're good. We like Clay Buddies. They're good because Tim C will come out of nowhere and be like, that's wrong and you're dumb. (laughs) (laughs) But like. For support. But I hear. hear Yeah. A lot of them are. You just got to be careful because they'll be like, yeah, I heard from a friend of a friend from my grandma's aunt's uncle who bought a clay, bought a cup from Apple Hill. Mm. Who put who put a copper green glaze at one percent in the dishwasher and it came off and it turned white and I'm like no it didn't mm-hmm. what's in your dishwasher acid like what do you yeah yeah and you soaked it for a week what's going on there like that's not like, you're lying <laughs> you're lying is what's happening that kind of reminds me of like something I've heard about like wedding planners is that wedding planners say like don't go on don't go on Pinterest because yeah, it's yeah. real easy to get real overwhelmed and want to do all the things and end up getting like all the choice paralysis. But anyway, that's I've just been thinking about weddings a lot because I had a bunch of friends get married. Anyway, it's very exciting. I do know I have another student joining us next time, mm-hmm. and I will fully admit that I've added on. I, we talked about an extra class, but that extra class is gonna be like get as much work as you want in now because I know that I took. 
like an hour of the three hours uh-huh. every class to teach you something. And then I probably took an extra 30 minutes to throw okay. with you and like teach you and demo for you. So like this class is going to be probably two and a half hours of do whatever you felt like doing. Ask me any question you want. Bring food. Yeah. It's going to be like a secret little potluck. That's fun. For the fifth class. I want to make it fun. Yeah. Uh, I want people to ask more questions. Mm -hmm. Because what often happens, like there's one person who's really interested in food safety and glazes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, it it takes a whole nother sector of classes to explain that. Yeah. And she goes, okay, what about crazing? And then I tell her what crazing is. Mm -hmm. It takes like an hour to explain crazing in depth. Yeah. And then she asks like, but, and I'm like. Don't worry about that. And then she's like, what about this? And then I, and then I explain that in the of 20 minutes. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the questions. The problem is that those are like, for lack of better term, advanced questions. Yeah. I mean, yeah. knowing what causes crazing is realistically intermediate. But like, if you're making your own glazes and comparing it to the thermal expansion of your clay bodies and then picking your mm-hmm. clay bodies so that it correlates correctly so you don't get crazing... That's a bit advanced to me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely don't know how to do that. I don't want to say it's advanced because then I put myself in a marker of advanced because I uh, I know how to do that. Well, yeah. I think I'm like adept. I don't know if I'm advanced, but I'm I'm definitely like higher than or intermediate, lower than advanced. Well, I I guess what I could what I could say is that like if someone if someone has never even made a glaze yet, it kind of makes sense to be like, all right, don't worry about the thermal expansion yeah. quite yet yeah. because just get used to making it's kind of like you're not gonna make souffle before you make chocolate chip cookies yeah i guess yeah i guess it's true yeah 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 no that's fair because chocolate chip cookies are fairly easy to mess up and make yeah but like a souffle is i made one two weeks ago and i was like this is super easy to mess up uh, this, you could mess this up real bad mm, if i mm. yelled at this real loud it, <laughs> it would collapse <laughs> yeah yeah, was, that's, yeah. The, that's the that's the joke with souffle yeah um, yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, of course, you know, but if you are interested in making that souffle, then yeah, we can do do the research and have fun and go for it. But it'll just probably be easier if you make the chocolate chip cookies first. Well, they have a lot of intermediate questions and yeah. I, I answer them because I have the answers to them. The, mm-hmm. I think the issue is that like my brain goes, you should probably learn how to throw a straight cylinder before you worry about the thermal expansion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you have any, um, like, do students get access to your slides as part of the class, or do you do you have okay? Is no. there anything that you can give them to like help with them remembering that stuff so that they're not? I'll take you know, notes. You could take notes. Okay, that's fair. I've seen two or three people in the class take notes because mm-hmm. I say something that they're like, "Oh, this is important." Like, uh, I I call it like I don't call it that. I guess I'll call it that now. It's core knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, no matter what you're doing, this applies to all of your work. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so when we talk about how clay gets tired, mm-hmm. that's. They're, like, taking notes. Two or three of them are, like, taking notes. Oh, okay. Um, which I actually really appreciate. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I'm like, thank you, because I, t- I, I did a lot of hard work to do these. Yeah. But I have started thinking about, no one sell my idea. I will find you. Tell me. I have started it? thinking about putting my slides that I make for my classes mm-hmm. into, like, an online class. That's great. Idea. And then they can just buy those. Because... Mm-hmm. And then, like, making a presentation, maybe. Just yep. doing what I do in class and yeah. just selling them. No, honestly, like, that is that is what a lot of artists do. Like, I mean, shoot, like, I took a Hammerly's class on, like, intro to slip casting, you know? And it's just, I mean, well, for that, that was, like, an actual, like, video thing. Yes, yes. But, like, yeah, like, you could... I just buy a green screen, yeah. stand in front of it, put the slide behind me, and then point at things as I... Yeah. I think that's, honestly, I think that's a great... Because you honestly, you really do do so much for free... That I think it's okay to make some content that is 
that that people pay for. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I just have to find a way that's not YouTube giving me pennies on the dollar, essentially. Right, so right. YouTube is very, like... Oh, a thousand people watched your video? Here's 10 cents. Yeah. My patrons really keep things going. Like, if I buy a shelf mm-hmm. for, like, 200 bucks, it's patrons yeah. that are keeping that good. My projector, mm-hmm. my projector screen, I remember one time my car broke down. It cost, like, a G to fix. Patrons Ooh. paid for that. Yeah. And it was, yeah. it was good. Yeah. No, yeah. It's huge. Without them, I would not be here. They, I feel like they should get more content and more stuff, but also at the same time, like, they have a skew of forbidden videos that nobody else can see. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, They also yeah. get pottery every month. Yeah. And, like, I give them blogs, and I give them extra info and extra pictures. And Yeah, no, you do a lot for your patrons. I don't post as much as I should, I'll say that, but at least once or twice a week they get something that's like, oh. That's a lot. That's a lot more than a lot of people do for Patreon. Yeah, I do see a lot of other people's Patreons, and they're just, like, f- abandoned for months and months and months at a time. Mm-hmm. But people forget, you know. Yeah. I feel like I've talked a lot, and I'm sorry. No, no, this is, honestly, this is good, because it's... It's interesting to hear about, like, how you're adapting to what you're experiencing teaching in person. Because, again, you've done online teaching through YouTube for so long. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, that, like, doing it in person and, like, dealing with some of those elements, like, you are you are getting active feedback from your students about what they need. And yeah. that's kind of different than posting a video. And then, sure, like, you get comments and stuff. But it's it's a different experience. So it's interesting to hear about how you're, like, what information you're getting back from your students and then how you're adapting to those changing dynamics. It's interesting to hear about. Hopefully y'all like hearing it too. Um, it's interesting to see their needs in front of me. It's yeah. very interesting to get, like, out of left field questions because I get mm-hmm. weirdly proud of them, Aww. if that makes sense. Yeah. They improve almost every time. It's wild to me that, like, in a month and a half of classes, two of them are making, like, six-inch cylinders in one pole. Hell yeah. And, like, they could make a straight cylinder to save their lives the first time I met them. Oh, my god. There's one person specifically that was making these, like, regular-sized bowls out of, like, four pounds of clay. Uh-huh. And at one point, I was like, just give me half of that. Yeah. But make the same size of bowl. And she did. Yeah. And she's like, oh, shit, I've been using double the amount of clay. I'm like, yeah. So your 25-pound bag is now uh-huh. 12 pounds to you. Yep. And then we talked about recycling clay. Oh, nice. So that if you buy a 25-pound bag of clay, you are getting 25 pounds worth. If you are not recycling your clay on some level, some level, whether you do it by rehydrating it and then rewedging it or just rewedging the wet stuff, mm-hmm. you're essentially not getting 25 pounds of clay every time you buy a bag. Yeah. You're getting like 15 or 20. Mm-hmm. You're, waste, you're wasting poundage. Yeah. Right? Never waste poundage. Nobody wants to ever waste poundage. Nah. You take take all of it that you can deal with. You paid for it, you sit and spin. What? Oh my god. On the wheel. On the wheel. On the wheel. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) And now it's time for our kiln plug. Just your kiln hole, we're just gonna plug it in there. Yeah, yeah. Right? We're gonna make sure you know what's up. We're gonna cover it up. We're gonna keep the heat in. This is a really particularly spicy episode today. That's what a kiln, that's what a kiln, what? I didn't do nothing wrong. That's what a kiln plug is for. You okay. plug the hole, you keep the heat in, you make it hot. All right, so what do we got to plug, my dude? Okay, so my next store update is actually fairly soon. It's going to be in the first week of October. I planned it for October 1st, actually but I just want to give it a little bit of leeway time. I will be posting on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube 
when it actually comes out, make sure you have notifications on. Good, because this episode is going to be coming out no, uh, on October 2nd. Damn, that's crazy. It's yeah. probably out already. It's probably out already. But now you know. Now you know. And if you didn't know, then you can sign up for notifications. Just push the notification. like yeah. yeah. Or do you have a newsletter? I forget. I don't have a newsletter, but I have everything but that. Okay, cool. cool. Yeah. All right, my kiln plug is my Halloween update is going to be on Friday. No, I'm sorry, sorry. It's going to be on Saturday, October 14th. And if I get my shit together in time, I will do a early release for my newsletter subscribers. So I do, in fact, have a newsletter, and I'm going to try and get things set up so that newsletter uh, subscribers have access on Friday the 13th, guys. We don't have actual sound effects. We gotta make them ourselves. Yeah, yeah, we do. I mean, I could find some sound effects. Yeah, we could, but, but like, it's just better if we make them ourselves. We crafted our sound effects. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're pretty cool like because that. we're crafters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Also, do keep in mind that Lindsay and I have a table not together, but in the same building at Sack Anime Winter, which is January 5th, 6th, and 7th. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Also, last part, I do have a discount code with Clayscapes. If you're buying Clayscapes glazes, I'm not being paid to say this, I just want you to save some money. Use the code EARTH10 when you buy their glazes at checkout. Save yourself money. Lindsay bought some glazes, forgot to put the code in. She's I regretful. Did. She's I regretful. I am regretful. I am filled with regret. Yo, you could be filled with glaze if you use the discount code, though. <gasps> We're very sexy. We should go back to having explicit episodes. <laughs> and that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of The Mud Peddlers. We would love to hear from you. So if you want to share your thoughts about the episodes or just see what Dante and I are working on in our studios, come say hi. You can find links to my social media at lindsaymdillon.com. That's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-M as in monster. D-I-L-L-O-N.com. And you can visit my pottery shop or see what I'm working on at earthnationceramics.com. And you can find me all over social media at earthnationceramics. It's spelled exactly how you think it's spelled. And if you want to support the show, hear some bonus episodes, and see some behind the scenes of my work, you can support me and the show at patreon.com slash Dylan. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time.